Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my co-host Ryan O'Halloran. And today we're going to be bringing you all sorts of Broncos Patriots talk on the show for a second straight week. Obviously the game postponed from last Sunday and then to Monday and then now on to week six at Gillette Stadium. So Ryan and I will be breaking down all the ins and outs and updates in that showdown, including the latest on the status of the game with another new positive coronavirus test within the New England organization on Friday, Drew Locke and Cam Newton's expected return, and also what to expect from Philip Lindsay, regardless of the status of Melvin Gordon and Gordon course, getting a DUI earlier this week. So lots of things to keep track of here, Ryan, on the First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. And the one on everyone's minds, of course, is, is this game going to be played as scheduled 11 a.m. Mountain Time at Gillette Stadium on Sunday, or are we looking at another postponement? Well, you know, at the beginning, the middle, and the end of each day, it's all about me. And so I would hope this game is played Sunday, get it over with get the Broncos back on the field, get them on a regular schedule headed into a couple home games against Kansas City and Chargers the following two weeks. But as we're doing this at around 3.30 on Friday, Big Fangio told his players about an hour and a half, two hours ago, prepare to fly to New England on Saturday, prepare to play the Patriots on Sunday. And as I said, hey, you've become accustomed to adjusting and improvising. He says his players have been great about it. So um, I think the league really wants this game to happen so they can't get into a pickle of a week 18. But also, I was talking to somebody about this on Friday, is right now the Broncos are 17 days between games. Let's say they had to not play again this weekend. That would have been 24 days. At that point, you're risking the integrity of the Broncos season, and they haven't had a positive test. So I think uh, the NFL uh, wants to get this game on as scheduled so they can at least clear the deck a little bit. So, Ryan, like you said, Fangio and co. preparing to fly out to New England on Saturday as scheduled. And it really has kind of begged the question. You look at all these positive tests around the league. Obviously, the Titans have been the biggest one, but Atlanta, uh, the Colts as well. Was the NFL remiss in not baking in some more bye weeks into this schedule? Or will they have to maybe look at tacking on some additional weeks at the end of the regular season, thus delaying the playoffs? Uh, if these positives keep cropping up and they, if they have to, uh, you know, keep juggling the, the schedule with so little wiggle room. Well, I, you know, the NFL here, you know, I'll defend the league on this one. When they put out the schedule in mid-May, you know, they knew that coronavirus was still here, but, you know, maybe they didn't think it was going to be, you know, still this much of a topic. Right. But here's the thing with putting in built-in bye weeks is most of the time, those those teams would not have matched up, so you would have had to juggle your schedule no matter what. And you know, and I get why they're so hesitant to add a week eighteen. And the main reason is because you don't have to right now. And I think the second reason is probably the bigger reason is let's say let's say a team has to make up two games. Then what do you do? So from a league standpoint, try as hard as you can to reschedule these games, get them played, so that when if you do need a week eighteen, and let's say there's four teams that have to play each other for two games, then you can just play them in week 18, move everything else back, eliminate the pro bowl and, and, you know, and hopefully still get two weeks between the title games and the super bowl. So it, uh, you know, I sort of, I sort of have sort of agreed with the league stance on that one where one part where I haven't agreed with the league 
is they said they're going to do a 15-man practice squad in case COVID, you know, decimated a position group or a roster. Well, that's happened one time. That's happened with Tennessee. They didn't play for two and a half weeks. So it's really the expanded practice squad isn't really a COVID thing. That's a personnel thing because it hasn't uh, meant no postponements just yet. Again, folks, First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. They're running some cool promotions this weekend and specifically, of course, on Sunday for the NFL. They're doubling the odds on a Broncos parlay for one hour only from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Mountain Time on Sunday. And a couple additional promos pertinent to the Broncos, too, overtime pay and in-game adjustments. Ryan will tell you a little bit more here about that in a bit. But uh, back to the football talk. I mentioned both quarterbacks expected to return. Drew Locke from that right shoulder injury that's kept him sidelined since week two. And then, of course, Cam Newton for the Patriots coming back from his positive coronavirus test that kept him out of the week four loss against the Chiefs. Uh, And let's start with Drew Locke, Ryan. Vic Fangio said he's probable to start, and he said before, you know, he wants to see a fully healthy quarterback if he's going to put him out there. But the tea leaves and Fangio, of course, seeming to indicate that Locke will be back under center here on Sunday if the game is played as scheduled. And uh, he's been practicing in full for all of this week, so that also adding to, to that trend there, Ryan. Yeah, and that was the word Vic Fangio used uh, Friday early afternoon. He's trending towards starting again on Sunday. And, you know, he defended the listing of a questionable designation because in the NFL right now there's no probables anymore. You're questionable, doubtful, or out. So the, they felt like they had to list them as questionable even though he fully practiced. But I'm a conspiracy guy. I like gamesmanship. I like brinksmanship. If I'm the Broncos, I list them as questionable and don't commit to start him just yet because the Patriots have run you through the car wash several times with this game over the last week and a half. You know, Here's a little something. We're not going to tell you who your starting quarterback is going to be, but all the indications are it will be Drew Locke. And you know, you you uh, wrote about Drew earlier in the week, uh, along with Brett Rippin. What did you make of some of Drew's comments about getting back on the field? You know, he's excited to get back out there, obviously. And as a guy who came into this season with a lot of expectations and burden on his shoulders to you know get the Broncos back to the playoffs, get the Broncos franchise back on track after going four and one in Drew Sember last year and, and building up the hype to that level. Well, obviously, getting hurt five quarters in kind of subdued the hype, but he wants to get the hype train rolling again. And, and Ryan, I get the sense he's kind of anxious, or maybe I shouldn't say anxious. He's anticipating and and looking for that first big hit. And I'm sure it will come at some point against this pretty good Patriots defense. But he wants to get hit, get up, and have everyone breathe a sigh of relief and say, okay, Drew Locke is not a China doll. Although obviously there's been some discussion, should he change his play? Should he be uh, you know less aggressive trying to roll out of the pocket and be more cognizant of trying not to take those sorts of hits that'll get him hurt like what happened in Pittsburgh? And uh, I believe it was you who, ra- who asked him that question, Ryan. He basically said, hey, I'm kind of going on instinct out there. Of course, I'm more aware of it, but he's not going to not be aggressive like the lock we've seen so far. Yeah, I, I write about that in Sunday's paper a little bit, is if you're Pat Shermer, if you're Mike Shula, if you're Big Fangio, you do not want to take the Drew Locke out of Drew Locke's game. That's why he got here, was he extended plays. He showed his athleticism. He made something when nothing was there. That's good. But and I think Drew realizes this as well is you sometimes you have to live for another down you have to throw it away you cannot 
beat the pocket and extend the play to four or five, six seconds like he did last year against San Francisco in the preseason and last month against Pittsburgh. That's how he got injured. So as, as, as he pointed out, hey, maybe sometimes i got to work myself up in the pocket, throw that five- to six-yard pass instead of scrabbling outside and, and, and throwing it downfield, which is a a uh, you know a risky play with not a lot of potential for reward. And, you know, I've heard coaches say in the past, you can't go broke taking a small profit. And Drew kind of alluded that cliche as well. You know, be a little conservative, take what's given there. If it's a second and ten, you know, take that six-year gain if it's there instead of trying to scramble around, put yourself in harm's way and throw a bomb and make it third and ten. So that's what's going to be most interesting about Drew Locke's return is what kind of discussions have there been internally, not about changing the game, but maybe uh, making them smarter. Listening to the first in Orange podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Of course, the show is sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at We Sports Betting. And the major talking point in the betting line this week is the big change with Cam Newton in the Patriots lineup. Broncos, three and a half point underdogs last week, now sitting at nine and a half point underdogs per our friends at sportsbetting.com. So lots of value with Cam Newton being back in there. The better see that. And obviously the critics do too. Uh, you, me, Keeler and kids all picking the Patriots to win this game at Gillette stadium. Of course, the Broncos have dropped five straight there, but I think Cam Newton's returns certainly shifts the balance of power towards new England here. Uh, and, and it's a tall, taller task for that Denver defense for sure. Yeah, this is a tough spread to make. Um, you got camp coming back off his absence. Okay. That gives the Patriots the edge. You get true lock coming off his injury. Does that shorten the spread a little bit? When I've seen it at nine and 10 this week, to me, that's a little high because the Patriots, um, you know, didn't do much in their last game against Kansas City. You know, obviously didn't have Newton, but uh, you know they do get Damian Harris back at running back against the Chiefs. He's going to be their main guy. But you mentioned sportsbetting.com, so I'm going to talk about sportsbetting.com. They have a 50% bonus just for trying live betting. You're not sure who to bet on before the game. You can actually watch some of the game and bet during the action any time. This promotion is called the in-game adjustments. And it's, I mean, I equate it to you get the test in school, you get a couple of questions and you get to look at the book again. Uh, so I would definitely take advantage of this promotion. First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com coming into the home stretch of the show here. We talked about Drew Locke and Cam Newton coming back. And of course, Philip Lindsay, he'll be out there again and he'll be even more important for the Broncos this week in light of Melvin Gordon's DUI earlier in the week occurred in the early morning hours on Tuesday. And, uh, didn't practice Wednesday, practiced Thursday, did not practice Friday, and Fangio said that was due to an illness not coronavirus-related. So Gordon's status still up in the air for Sunday. Not sure if Denver will have him inactive or what, but Philip Lindsay obviously is going to have to carry a heavier load along with Royce Freeman as well. Yeah, what we've established for the last couple of days is that if Melvin Gordon is inactive, it's not discipline-related. Um you know, on Wednesday, I thought that was on the table, and it may have been on the table for the Broncos. That's, you know, I think that's the reason why Big Fan just said, you know, let's hold you out today. Ultimately, I think, you know, once Thursday came, Gordon was out there on the practice field. I sort of got the idea that I think the Broncos as an organization feel like the NFL is going to punish Gordon enough later, potentially a three-game suspension. His contract is going to penalize him enough. Um, it it, it makes no sense for the good of the team to play him on, to, to leave him home, excuse me, for the game in New England. That's what I would have done. I would have used it as a teaching point to your, your uh, younger players, which there are a ton of them on this roster. 
uh, say you, you cannot do this and expect to play days later, even if the NFL is going to uh, assess further discipline. But uh, that's their prerogative. If you're running the show, Kyle, what would you have done with Gordon? Yeah, I already would have said he's not playing on Sunday. And, you know, you look at last season, Kareem Jackson got a DUI earlier in the season and obviously wasn't disciplined by the NFL until later in the year, having to sit out two games with that suspension. Well, now the new CBA, the suspension's up to three games. But as Fangio said, that suspension probably is not going to come down until, you know, the legal process has started and and Melvin Gordon has his arraignment in mid-November. So, That's going to take a little while to play out. In the meantime, if you're the Broncos, especially this Sunday, you know, I know you're trying to win the football game. You got your back against the wall at one and three. This is kind of a must win early in the season on the road against a tough foe. You'd like to have a running back that you gave a nice little salary to in the offseason with that two year contract. But like you said, Ryan, I just, I don't think you can send that message in the locker room or in the community that you go out get drunk and, and get a DUI and going 71 and a 35, by the way, pretty egregious speeding while drinking and driving. And then you get to play four or five days later. I, that just doesn't sit well with me. And, and I honestly hope Melvin Gordon is not active for Sunday. Yeah. And, and I hit it on the head. The Broncos are looking at this from the micro view. What gives them the best chance to win on Sunday? They feel Melvin Gordon, um, helps that cause. Um, yeah, I mean, just for the listeners, the NFL's punishment is months away because their MO is they wait till everything legally is, is done, whether it be a guilty trial or a guilty plea to a lesser charge. Kareem Jackson's situation was a little bit different once you looked into it. You know, his was driving while uh, impaired, so his blood alcohol was a little bit lower in that threshold. But even he, that happened mid-September. He was not suspended until late December. Which uh, which three months later, so you know, expect Gordon to be out there. But I think getting Philip Lindsay back will reduce Gordon's role. I mean, I think that's what they should plan on. Is hey, Philip, you're fresh, you're healthy with that toe injury. This is going to be your game. They'll mix in Gordon. That's what you know. That's what I would do if I was Pat Shermer. But uh, you know, I, uh, if I'm a Bronco fan, I'm looking forward to seeing Philip out there because you haven't seen him out there. You know, he's been out there for, what, 20-something snaps against Tennessee before he's hurt. So, right. you know, if you're a Bronco fan, you hope the return of Locke, plus the return of Lindsey gives this offense a big, even an even bigger boost than uh, they showed against the Jets. Again, folks, First in Orange podcast sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Head online for some uh, great bets and odds on the Broncos and NFL this weekend. And follow him on Twitter at We Sports Betting. This has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Hallan. Appreciate you listening in to the show. For more coverage, head to denverpost.com slash Broncos. And until next time, folks, take it easy.